9000, the pulsing dimension of fun. I'm the internet Sean Baby, co-founder of the final comedy website, 1900hotdog. And I'm here with the vice co-founder, Robert. Plenty of follow-up questions, Brockway. Uh, I'm the man with Brockway's face, Robert Brockway. And uh, <laughs> here's a Brockway fact. I once instigated a small, very reasonable, almost not even really an attempted coup. No follow-up questions, of course. I heard about that on the news. Yeah. Um, we're joined again by our by the renowned artist responsible for three of our theme songs and counting, one half of the Oral Knots, Zach the Robert Strangler Koontz. That's what I do. Oh, no. What's up, yeah, guys? That's an, that's an ominous nickname. I hope yeah. that nickname goes wrong, too. It's I Chekhov's have follow-up questions. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hi, Zach. What's happening? It's great to have you back. Um, it's good to right be to back the as here. the, um, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but still the only male person of color you've ever had on the show. I hate to put you on blast oh, like that, but. I don't think that's true. I mean, I don't want to no? like, I don't want to count our non-white friends. But like, <laughs> Yeah, like that, that, that immediately triggered the trap of like, do yeah. I start counting? <laughs> I'm not a racist. I've got it. It's definitely, it's I feel definitely like it's so not deep. true in several directions. Okay. <laughs> I said male. I remember several females, which you guys are but, doing. But yes, thank you for policing no, our there diversity. Have been, there have oh, well. been several men as well. Oh, okay. Again, good. I probably can't start counting. <laughs> it's probably worse. Count them. Some even more handsome than you, if we're Fuck. being honest. See, yeah. now we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Uh, what are you working on? Oh, we're working on. We actually have some shit. I'm excited because mm-hmm. no, normally you ask me what we're I'm like. Hey, we got an archive of things that are years old. Go check them out. There's a lot of fun there. Um, <laughs> but lately, we've got some uh, some activity lighting up the channel. So, all right, is it well, Star Wars related? Or are you a couple of them? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's that's always going to be what pays the bills, you know. But right, uh, one of them features you two, which was uh, oh, the seventh installment in our long running it's as long as our channel has been around uh, redubbing of the entire star wars series we did number seven uh sean and robert show up as the two-headed radio dj rob shonzo brock baby they did a fantastic job that is a, a huge character throughout the entire mm-hmm. thing uh, multiple parts yeah Really took. I remember in the movie, he he has the iconic Star Wars line, "Ooh, that's gotta hurt," or maybe that's gonna leave a mark. One of the two cliches was actually in the script. In the script, yeah, I think it was ours in the original Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, the the creature that they are is the the podcast color commentator from Phantom Menace. That's uh, Mm -hmm. a Troig. I looked it up to to appease the nerds. Uh, Beyond that, we've got this one's going to be a little bit of a long walk, but I, I ask you to stay with me. So okay. It's a Matrix video, which is just fucking DOA. We knew it was. We're like, listen, let's. Are we going to make this video because this movie sucks so bad? No one's going to talk about it for a week after it comes out, which is true. That happened, uh, yeah. But in the game or in the movie, they set up the premise that Keanu Reeves was the maker of the Matrix, which was a video game in this world. Right. All three movies actually happened in these video games that the people in the Matrix are well aware of and they play. So we take on the role of a of game reviewer who has a YouTube channel inside the Matrix and he reviews these three games. But it's okay. also kind of a movie review of the films themselves. It, it works. Just it just check it out. Give it a chance. Matrixy. Yeah. It's very Matrixy. Several, are we still walking? This this has we're been still walking. Yeah, yeah. No, we we got there. I I 
I dropped you guys oh, off. We've been on longer walks than that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a few things going on over there. Check out the channel. It's it's a lot of fun. And uh, that's YouTube uh, slash Oral Knots A U. Not the way I'm saying it. Not the way you. Not the way you want. <laughs> that's the, that's the, yeah, yeah, never the way you it, want yeah. it to be. Second best kind of oral knot. Yeah. Uh, my notes say banter because we only have nine songs to talk about, and three of mine are "There's Got to Be a Morning After" from the Poseidon Adventure. So, uh, are you playing Elden Ring, Zach? I'm playing the shit out of Elden Ring. Fuck it's, yeah! It's. Are you in there? Oh hell yeah! Oh, what, I'm a you, level bro. 125 wizard. What? I, yeah. How can you be that high already? No, but listen. There's, there's this place you can go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a cliff overlooking like this giant. Like Bo- a blood monster. pool? Are you looking yeah, like, at the blood pool? Yeah. yeah. And you just take out your bow and you just launch an arrow down and it hits the bird for like fucking one damage out of his million hit points. And he gets super pissed off at you and he charges and he falls off a cliff and gives you 11,000 experience points or runes, whatever they're called in the game. And then you sit down at the fire right next to you and it, it takes 10 to 15 seconds if you hit him with your first arrow. And oh, everybody knows about the ostrich blood pool. Absurd. Everybody knows, mm-hmm. of course. The yeah, he's an ulcerated engineering uh, war crimes di- like, in Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like remember in uh, Destiny when there's that cave and everyone found it, and for a week everyone just stood outside a cave and just cave. blasted yeah. the enemies. Yeah. They tried and to own they, that. Yeah, they. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They put like a little Easter egg in there. Like well, they now patched it out. And and if you're listening, they probably already patched it out by now. Like there's no way they're going to leave this in the game. In Elden Ring, no. That so that same spot. To your right, there's a hill that goes down, and there's a bunch of like sleeping little like toad men. Yes. And if you have like a, I have a sword now that just sends a wave of fire all the way down that hill. So I just get like 70,000 runes in a heartbeat. It's, I'm like really gross. 17, and I hide a lot. (laughs) I do, I do a lot of hiding. 50 or something. It's, it's, it's gross. I just beat the blood god. Oh, yeah. I just I send my myself. fire tsunami down the hill and take out the frog encampment. And that, that, that really clears you the way to the blood pool. You got to get your fire tsunami game together. Oh, yeah. yeah, we got you got to get like us. Well, you know? I have a short sword. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's the end of my story. Some, some naked fellow with a knife. <laughs> I have my starting armor, a short sword, and I, I shoot some rocks. <laughs> This is how I'm uh, making my way. I just got to a Monster Hunter boss that's like the size of a building and he does these giant combos. It's just like a tidal wave. Mm -hmm. And uh, to get to him, you have to like run through his artillery and he just shoots this bow at you. And it is, I tried it twice. I'm like, this is fucking nuts. And I'm like, I I haven't like, you know. Oh, you're Researched how to beat him. Yeah, that sounds like. Yeah, that's a good fight. That's Yeah, he seems like a giant asshole, but that's. That's my next big thing. Did you summon do. all the guys? There's a lot of summons around there. You could, I, uh, you could bring in a lot of NPCs. I saw a bunch of NPCs talking about that. I saw yeah. no way to do it. Oh. Uh, like like that game, in every situation, it's like, I have no idea if I'm playing it the way I'm supposed to or if something went wrong, if something glitched. That's I, 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 mean, I fell down a well. I fell down a well. <laughs> right now, Right now, when I just turned it off to come to this podcast, I fell down a well and I'm hiding from ghost cavemen. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. It's You're like, I don't have any shoes on. We're not, I don't feel we're safe not playing, ever. We're not playing the same game. <laughs> You're like, I've taken on the uh, the class uh, panhandler. I beg for change and, complete, and <laughs> beg people to spare my life. That's no, I made a. I, I there was one of the selections had a, a 
fancy little scepter that does sparkle. So I made a magical anime girl character. I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> that sounds cute. My goal is to find a magical anime girl transformation spell, some sort of armor spell or something. Okay. So if anybody knows that, hit me up. I'm looking for but- my magical anime girl transformation. If there can be like a preteen spinning in a rose as like somebody screams gibberish, that would be ideal. I did that get a spinning in a circle emote from a quest that was maybe oh, the saddest thing I've ever seen. Because there's nothing happy happens in these games. Right. Uh, I got it from a ghost jellyfish that was actually the spirit of a dead girl looking for her sister. And all she wanted to do was look at the stars. And my reward was a, a spinning happily under the stars. Well, that seems pr- okay, that seems pretty anime, though. It's very anime. Like when yeah. you describe mm-hmm. it, that seems pretty anime. I'll, I'll maybe take that. Yeah. These games if are I always, paid uh, George R. R. Martin $28,000 for that idea. Well, the, uh, the running joke, there's a sword that you can get in the game. I don't know if you found it, but it's a giant sword made out of a bunch of tiny swords. Oh, I do have that sword. Yeah. yeah. That's, people are like, here it is. I found George R. R. Martin's contribution to the game. I, my buddy said, you got to kill this guy. He's got the funniest uh, funniest weapon. I dropped it and I just it bounced right off my brain. I'm like, yeah, that's just a video game sword. Like it did not strike me as absurd at all. This like, is maybe no I longer, have, we have crossed yeah. this threshold so <laughs> did long Did you guys ago? not play Final Fantasy VII? This shit is like 11th most ridiculous sword ever. They had a guy in Final Fantasy VII that like was self-aware enough to make fun of this sword. Right. Like We're, we're, we're fully meta on that. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me that was silly. I think Elden Ring is a lot of people's first time right. doing this something this nerdy, like picking up a sword <laughs> and XP, like any of that kind of thing. Right. It's, Going it's, on to a, a podcast and talking about it. Talking about it, yeah. Just like every single other podcast I've listened to this week. Yeah, it's the only thing anyone's fucking doing all week. Um, or Horizon. But, sure, or Horizon. Yeah, I, yeah, I think people stop talking about that. Almost immediately, and now Day all after. I see is Elden Ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for the yeah. better. Uh, I, I know uh, our good friend Jason tweets about uh, Horizon a lot. He really likes that game. He likes I'll it. play it eventually. I'm glad it's got at least yeah, one I'll player. You know, <laughs> um, I also I switched to uh, Xbox ever since the Game Pass was just it's just too good uh, not to. That's not why to I do. haven't seen you on there. Yeah. Yep. I'm uh, I'm over there full time. I have a uh, Game Pass on my PC, so if I jump on there, if something free comes out. That mm-hmm. looks worthy. That explains why I, I only ever see you on to play like Goat Simulator. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my daughter really like go- Goat Simulator. You, you pretend to be a goat. Uh, I, the other day she was playing it and there's this this like evil temple of goats and they all bow to you when you come in and then there's like an evil altar and you get on the altar and then you like light on fire and, and it says, goats for the gold throne. <laughs> and she did that like, I don't know. 400 times in a row it, an, an, a healthy amount where I was like, this is oh, maybe this is legitimately no, strange. No longer cute, honey. Yeah. She completed some sort of a dark ritual right there in my office. It's like the, uh, uh Halloween three song that made kids like heads turn into a basket full of snakes. Yes. So yes, her, her head is a basket full of snakes now. It's all yeah, well, it's, goats. She's on that road for sure. For sure. But, um, Eh, whatever. I have a lot of weird parenting books. I'm sure I have one on how to raise a child whose head is a basket of goats. By yeah. Bill Cosby. <laughs> yes, <laughs> at least the foreword. Uh, today we're talking about uh, movie expositions and in the form of song. Again, this is our part three of our 11-part uh, series. I don't know. I don't know how many we're going to do. Who knows? Um, so um, 
Why don't one of you gentlemen explain what we're, Zach, why don't you tell everyone what we're doing here today? We take what we think might be the the hottest songs from the hottest movies of the past 30 years. (laughs) Oh, we're going deeper than that this time. Oh, I'm going way deeper than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. You You guys go back. But any any song that is about a movie that it also appears in is qualifies for this list. We're gonna we grab three each. One is a mainstream cut, one is a deep cut, and then one is a wild card. I'm still not totally clear on what makes it a wild card. Maybe it's just a totally crazy movie and the song barely works. I'm not, you know. I think it's yeah, I think uh, it's a wild card because it's just whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a Joker card, a free something, something that nobody else would ever pick, but not because of a lack of awareness of it. Yeah, it's a free swim. It's a free swim. Yeah, and that's it. We so, uh, we have some judging suggestions. Yeah, uh, judging are these your suggestions, suggestions Rockway? Uh, yeah, I meant for everybody to chip in, but I guess I'm the only one doing the work around here. <laughs> yeah, you did all the work on this. I like criteria I had, this yeah. time. Our, I was like, uh, he did it. He did our job for us. This is great. <laughs> I had that Paula Abdul idea last time, which I think was probably our best idea. It was great. Yeah, I don't know that I beat it, but the criteria this time around are if you were hollering these lyrics on a street corner, would people think you're doing slam poetry or raving about CIA mystic warfare? Mm -hmm. And which one of those would be higher points? Uh, I don't know. It's up to you. (laughs) Okay, these are just jumping off points for the discussion. Yeah, sometimes raving about CIA mystic warfare, uh, that's going to get you a lot of points. And other times, maybe it's better that you're doing slam poetry. I don't know how many people have ever said that sentence in the history of mankind, (laughs) but uh, somebody probably. The next criteria is this song just came on at a junior high dance. How busy are the chaperones right now? Yeah. Are they, are they making room for Jesus? Mm -hmm. Is this this time to enforce that? And uh, finally it's 2009 and Sufjan Stevens just did an ironic folk cover of this song. Is it a hit? That's a, I like all the context that brings to it. Yeah. Like I'm not a big Suf John Stevens guy. Um, Cause he's saying anything everyone would know. Uh, like if you're cool, if you were cool in 2009, <laughs> not like now. Everyone is at least aware that he is a thing that he does. Right. Like I'm, yeah. I know he's a thing. He's right. just a real kind of wayfish, real like folk Rocky thing, but he would do ironic covers a lot. Okay. Oh, well, I guess maybe he didn't think they were ironic, but turned them into like beautiful little haunting. He's a bard. He's a bard. Right, right. He's, a, okay. he's like a it's Midwestern just, bard. I maybe didn't give him a fair chance because while I do not resent my whiteness, some some things are just too white for me. It's that, too white. It was too white skewed, for me. And I'm extremely That skewed white. too far white. Yeah. I was like, I can't touch this shit. I can but to I want, I'm, I'm saying it's 2009 specifically. Right. Sufjan Stevens did this cover. Mm-hmm. All the girls love him. Did he make this one a hit? Can can his special Sufjan spin, which is his super move, <laughs> can that can that make this a hit? And those it's are a, our criteria. Okay, those are great criteria. Yeah. Are we starting with uh, mainstream, deep cut, or wild card? Let's start mm. mainstream, then go yeah. deep cut, wild card. Wild cards oh, are like the best ones, so I like to say them at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, Zach, you're our guest. Why don't, uh, why don't you go first, sir? Uh, yeah, let's skew all the way to the other side of whiteness. Uh, I brought <laughs> Adam's Family Groove by MC Hammer. 
The other side Very of whiteness. White. Is that right. Cool the other story? side of whiteness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you gave me a clip of this, so I'm ready to play that whenever uh-huh. whenever uh, you declare I'll, it. I'll I'll give you the cue. Can yeah. you set okay. up this clip for us? You want to set up this you clip? Set up the clip. I'll, I'll set, set up, up the clip. clip. I'll set up, you set up the clip. Yeah. I got the clip. I'll set it up. So the movie Adam's Family is fantastic. It you know it's very holds a, a, a very warm place in my nostalgia centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's if I had to describe it where they live, I think you know the, the Adams family is very clearly set up to be us. We're like you know they they the rest of the world treats them weird, and but the the weirdness that is just lame. Um, what do you call it? Status quo shit that the Adams family sure. is against. So we're we're supposed we identify with them that way. Sure. Uh, I would say in the movie though, they're like the black people of this town. They're, the Adams family are so weird and outsiderish <laughs> that they're treated okay. as if they I are. Take I haven't heard. Uh, <laughs> MC Hammer moves in. Apparently, he lives next door to the Adams family now. So, my theory is that so MC Hammer's lyrics are all about, you know, he appreciates how the Adams family is themselves. He likes their mm-hmm. style. He likes that they're unique. But in the video, it tells a different story. He's not on board right away with what the Adams family is about. Yeah, he's an asshole. So, He's attacking yeah. the Adams family. He's attacking. Well, there, you he's know, the he's, Hammer he's casts himself as the villain. <laughs> like he, and, he tries to fuck Morticia. He, oh yeah, he goes he in deep right away. Gets in a sword fight with Gomez. He's like trying to thwart him at every point. That's. It, I'm just saying this is a bold move to encounter this <laughs> beloved family, write a song about how much they rule, and then cast yourself as the villain in the video. <laughs> so it all comes together at the end, though. You know, is it like? He put. He, he's clearly like trying to out Gomez. Gomez on his on his woman. Gomez isn't cool with it. Starts a sword fight with them. It's a very classy by the book sword fight. Mm-hmm. And then it's just over. We don't see him again. So I just feel like maybe he Hammers a, a third now. I feel like the the Adams oh, swing okay. that way. He like earned a spot in there. In yeah, he's bed. in the. Yeah, he's in there too. You know. I bet the thing gets in there. The. The hand. I, I think it's yeah. heavily suggested that the thing does get in there. The movie mm. crosses that line several times, at least with Fester. Oh. Fester's oh, for sure. He gets it. He gets Getting it. The, the old thing. stranger. Yeah. Um. But yeah, who knows? Like how much of these lyrics came from Hammer moving into a new neighborhood? Just he's like, is this just weird white people shit? Like I don't. Are they spooky and magical and potentially like murderous psychopaths? <laughs> like I don't. I can't tell the difference. I'm from Oakland. I don't know. You know I really identified with this movie because it's how I feel about white people all the time. <laughs> he does mention Oakland in the song uh, in one of the Oaktown. many parenthetical statements. Yeah, so Oaktown many kicking it. Oaktown was kicking it. Oaktown kicking it. Uh, My favorite parenthetical, though. I don't know why he had to qualify it, though. But he, after having his head almost chopped, or having his head actually chopped off, reanimated, and then at some point put back onto his body, mm-hmm. he went. Uh, he went over the the next day to because he wanted to borrow some pepper. <laughs> yeah. chicken. Why did he want to? Yeah. Why did he want to borrow pepper? My <laughs> chicken. In the parent, like, special parenthetical for chicken. For my chicken. Right, right. Listen, I don't serious. just borrow pepper all willy nilly. I I got a reason. And I it's think that's the chicken. only thing I pulled out of this song was that quote. I love it because when the hand comes out, the fingers were high stepping, and then the parenthetical is, "I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you." And then later, uh, he has flavor after flavor. He's like, you know, flavor, <laughs> you know, flavor in in the parentheses. I just, I just like it. I, I think it's a fun thing to put in your song. Just a thousand extra words. 
just snuck in there too. So speaking of words, oh. Hammer does this thing in this song a lot that he was sort of kind of messing around with on other songs, but he's he really stepped it up on this one. He like rolls his R's, but where there oh, are right. no R's. Oh yeah, I noticed that. That he's was like, weird. Yeah, he rolled I, I don't a have. T he he rolls a T. Yeah, and I don't. I my only theory is that maybe MC Hammer thinks that rolling your tongue during words is almost like the fancy footwork of speaking because he's all about that. Fa- <laughs> I fancy mean, is footwork. he wrong? Yeah. Yeah. So he, is he wrong? I don't think he is. Or maybe, maybe he has, maybe he was wrong and that's why he doesn't have any money anymore. <laughs> oh, it was all because man. of that. Wait, Please hammer. It. I took it away. <laughs> I do love that hammer is judgmental of the Adams family, their, their style, what they're about when he, and when hammer himself rolls into town with the crew that, are mostly dressed like genies. Some of them have hair that is in yeah. the shape of objects. Like they're not. He brings a full like 1800 circus with him. Yeah. I think they're like his power. Ra- I think they're the hammer rangers. Cause they're all kind of like, they're all the same shape for sure. They're all like kind of the same style, but slightly different bringing their own. Yeah, he like roll calls favorites. them at one point too. I think Swoop, Goofy, and Randy. I don't know if yeah, he was like specifically naming those guys. <laughs> I don't think those are their names. Surely the camera they, surely they don't them. have ridiculous fun names. <laughs> Swoop is pretty good. Swoop but is poor good. Goofy. Which and one then just was Randy? The, which one was the one that looks like the McDonald's head chef from Demolition Man? <laughs> you know what I mean. You know exactly what I mean. I know. I, I know think what you so. mean. I think, yeah. Then there was the uh, the guy that had like the fifth element hair. Yeah. Uh, there's the guy that would like put his legs on top of his shoulders and walk yeah, around. Yeah, they got a contortionist. Yeah, he had the contortionist went, This move. is a heist crew is what this is. He's going to heist him. He's going yeah, yeah, he's he's to stuff himself man. in the bucket. Yeah. that's. This <laughs> was the Adams Family movie where they had like a treasure or something, right? I vaguely they remember They did, it. yeah. This was the first They're, one. Yeah, this is his they, heist uh, crew. It's a heist crew. You just have to <laughs> stuff that weird tiara hair, uh, high top fade he had into that bucket. Let's uh, take a break from the movie exposition and just write the movie. That's the podcast today. Now we're going to write the heist right. movie. Hammer heist MC movie. Hammer and his heist dance troupe. The Adams, <laughs> specifically heist the Adams family. We'll call it Hammer's 308. <laughs> <laughs> that dude would like fill a stadium and just barely break even. Like That was at his height. He would just completely pack stadium, charge like $20 a ticket, have 400 backup dancers, and then go home. Certainly broke. making barely any money. Yeah. And people talk about it like he's uh, uh like he's like a like a like the Jesus of like uh, like a high Oakland. scale performance. Yeah, because he's he went broke supporting his friends and family. That was like yeah. you know, he he did whatever he could to make sure everyone was taken care of. And it's like, I don't know if this is the the pick me up tale you think it is. <laughs> like the dude's hurting really bad. Like yeah. He even like I saw a thing going around his, uh Twitter recently it got viral where it was like him and I think Suge Knight and Biggie and Tupac and 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 everyone's like, look at Hammer, totally out of place with all these gangsters. And everyone's reaction to that was like, no, 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 he's the most gangster of all of the gangsters. <laughs> and I'm like, this seems like some retconning to me. But That's where the song Hammer Don't Hurt bit. Him came from. That's where the lyric came from. <laughs> that was actually Suge Knight that said that. Please, Hammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I am the voice of reason in this situation. Um, Jamie, let's beep all the shit. He will murder us. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he'll, an he's getting out of set up point. to find yeah. people to murder. He's still <laughs> alive, right? Strikes. He's not one of the. Yeah, he's he's around. I think he's still alive. 
Um, uh, yeah. Well, I think it's play. a great. I think it's a fantastic song. I think it's it's a little embarrassing. I think maybe the origin of the song because the Adams Family movie, when it first came out, was like a revival of like a, what was what was the original show like the sixties, maybe seventies. Yeah, maybe even the fifties. Right. It's it's old, and so they were like, we need the kids to understand that the Adams Family is cool. Let's bring in someone. Hot and fresh. Will always be cool and relevant. <laughs> always be cool and relevant right. forever. This will not age the movie one iota. Let's bring in MC Hammer. Like I kind of knew at the time, even as a, as a white kid, like MC Hammer was not like the real shit. No. And yet when Adam's family came out and, and MC Hammer like did a song for it, I was like, this seems like a sellout oh, move for someone I already associated with being like that just a spectacle of that. See, yeah. I was like, this is the real shit. <laughs> this is the real <laughs> shit. I remember the day I needed to ball a little bit of pepper. For my I'm with you. I stepped in. There it is. Play it on a half. Yo. Cutting it. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Kick and then slap a friend. Kick no, and they slap no. a friend. I like he, that he, he thought that line out. was so good. He put it in the chorus. It's in the so chorus. Weird. Kick and they slap a friend. The, now, it, that, I, I always assumed that was a black thing I've never heard. It's uh, from the Adams family, right? Like him and Fester fight they each slap other each or something. Other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But kick, kick and, and they the slap, slap a friend is the craziest way to say that. I think they 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 do the. Gomez and Fester do like the kid and play, like toe tap thing, and then they okay. slap each other across the face. So I think that's kicking the slap a friend. Yeah, that's not. That's a, yeah, that's I guess a, that's what you would call that dance. That's but what it just didn't seem like we all agreed on that. It just seems like you couldn't think of anything to rhyme with the mamushka yeah. though. So that's um, <laughs> babushka. It's mamushka. Maybe it's mamushka. I think. Yeah, yeah. there's got to be several foods from that region that rhyme with that. I came over to borrow a little bit of pepper for my paroshka. <laughs> I like that uh, you told us all in the prep for this, send me five to 10 second samples of songs. And then Zach sent you the, the video for this, just this Adam's video. family song. And you just put like a minute and a half of the song. <laughs> like, this is all gold. I can't do this. Yeah, I, would, I, I, I specifically requested just for my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, because I really like kicking the slap a friend. A just in case people don't remember. There is impossible that, to choose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, All these clips are going to be too long, but yeah, I get it. I, uh, I I don't understand why he keeps throwing it to Fester though. I think Fester is uh, is DJ in this song. He keeps saying to the bridge, and then he thanks okay. Fester for his whatever his contributions are. Thank you, Fester. Yeah, he must be the DJ because he's not much of a hype man. No, built some. Uh, lore. And those are the only two roles of of a rap crew that I know. This is Hammer yeah. Lore specifically for the Adams Family song. <laughs> And he's not, there's another guy in a rap crew I know, the guy that takes his legs and puts them on top of his shoulders and walks on his hands. I know every rap crew has one of those. From that era, at least. I don't know. From that era, right. I do also like in the middle of the song, he just starts saying too legit. He just, (laughs) just like, hey, remember my other song? song. Yeah, that's my other song. (laughs) This term that exists only in one song that I wrote. We got time to do another song in this song. (laughs) Too legit. Who's legit? So I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this. You guys can cut it if you want. Going in, I'm saying yeah, it's a Adam's Loke song in the middle. Why not? <laughs> a little fucky Cole Medina in the middle of my song. Tone Loke. Uh, Brockway, what did you bring for your mainstream? Are we doing judging criteria or are we skipping it? Oh, it, let's, yeah, right. We should run through that. Right, we can right, skip right. it. Street Corner, hollering Adam's family lyrics. Uh, 
I think you'd be insane. I think people There's, would think you're insane. They wouldn't think you're doing slam poetry or raving about conspiracy theories. I think it's, if you were dressed and styled like MC Hammer, I think if you're this was like MC genie. Hammer doing it, yeah, I think people would assume it was slam poetry. Yeah. I think enough. we're all picturing a world where Adam's Family doesn't exist, but if, the, if you did say these lyrics in this world we live in where Adam's Family is a real thing, uh, then it would just sound like an advertisement for like an Adam's Family like kids menu thing. You know what I mean? Like it just like come to McDonald's for the Adam's Family happy meal. For Adam's it's Family just, value. We run into that problem. There's nothing more sellout than this song. Yeah, we run into the, like the horror movie problem. When you introduce a monster, do you, do you acknowledge that we live in a world where vampire fiction exists and, or do we right. have to discover what vampires are throughout? So yeah, I think we, the Adam's Family does exist in this world, I guess. And uh, yeah. So it would just sound like an advertisement. Yeah. Just like this is a this is an elaborate like sign spinner. All right, it's a junior high dance. Are the kids getting oh, down? I They're can doing- vouch for that. Oh, yeah, I fucked to this song. <laughs> you got How close? could you not? <laughs> I mean, it was tricky because you had to like do that crazy fancy footwork side to side yeah, dancing. We, so it was tough to get your yeah. grind on. Like you had yeah, to really we weren't target grinding. in. We like it's called the Chinese typewriter, by the way. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's real i believe you I, it's unfortunate the key is you, you got to lower one shoulder a lot of people forget to lower the shoulder i think um yeah i was i was too upset too focused on like trying to get to the booty which was just moving yeah, around wildly yeah. it was so difficult to track yeah, it was just gotta track that booty it was breaking heat lock left and right it was like trying to stop two dogs from fighting like, oh, come on <laughs> <laughs> Got to get in close and switch to guns. <laughs> All right, I don't switch think guns. I don't think Sufjan Stevens <laughs> is saving this one. He's not. It's He's not. it falls apart big time without the. Uh, you think no, he could do that for my chicken style. line? Fuck that! No way. <laughs> oh, dude. They're like, come I on, Sufjan. You don't season your shit. We know you don't need no pepper. It would be so exhausting because I think in his version, each of the parentheticals would be like him stopping and like pointing at you, like stopping the song to say it. And I think that would just get exhausting after the first verse. It would. And since this song is verse, chorus, verse, chorus, 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 it would just become exhausting after a while. And I don't think Sifjen is too legit. I think he's the right amount of legit. I think think he'd probably quit. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think by the judging suggestions, um, it's it's not a strong choice, but we, we still have two more to do. Right. Go so on Brockway, you want to? All right, I'll do right? my yeah. I'll do my mainstream pick. Uh, I picked Venom by Eminem, and it's just it's one of my favorites. Not necessarily because of the song; it's not like the song is all that strong or super memorable. But it was written in 2018 for the current Venom movie. It is not right. like a 2005 reboot that you missed somehow. It was in 2018, and it's such a, like a middling, forgettable movie. I watched it, and I was like, yeah, that'll leave my brain like immediately. And then the credits mm. came on, and it's Eminem <laughs> doing an expository rap. And I, I fist-pumped. I ran around the couch. I was just <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's happy. Hype. And then, like a salad bowl, at Edgar Allan Poe. Venom! Let's <laughs> get to Venom! Venom! Yeah, I got he a does question here, like, right at the top. Do you think... Uh, they said, hey, we want a Venom theme song. And he's like, well, I'm a freestyle rapper. This will take me 40 seconds. And then he just was like, ta-da. Yeah, yeah. must be, because he came up with like everything, kind, like my name is Eminem. Venom kind of sounds like that. This is going to be, this song is about N's and M's. 
I would like to introduce you to my song. And that's it. Avelifus Anur, Hell I Meant Kalua. Yeah, the lyrics. I went through hell with accelerants. It's just it's obviously freestyle. At least it was at one point with no rewrite. Yeah, the section of lyrics I believe I brought for my clip. There it is. I get I get all high when I've smelled the scent of elephant. Manure, hell I meant Kalua. Yeah. So insane. I think the only requirement from the studio was like, listen, say Eddie Brock, say Venom. Do whatever else the fuck you want, because that's that's the that's the most. This we're is gonna like get, I think. seventeen ideas tumbling down the stairs. Mm-hmm. It is fucking madness in a great way, obviously. And, and you know it's that great. Eddie Brock is you, and I'm the suit. So call me Venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like got momentum. A, he tries to make it a metaphor that like he is the parasite to you. Well, specifically to the kids you. who grew up listening to him, and now yeah. you are like. Driven insane by me, Eminem, and I'm responsible for you. Like that's how we kind of wrap up the song, I guess. Yeah, he's that, taking a lot of responsibility. I'm there. Venom, and in the video at that point, he does turn into Venom. In case you missed the metaphor, he does have yeah, he does have a CGI face melt. Which uh, <laughs> the video, the fucking, video is great too. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, it's. <laughs> It's Eminem's the spirit of Eminem possessing the bodies of young well, let's, let's people do of the color. Whole thing. It, it's let's not just let's go over exactly what it is. Okay, he records a track on a CD. The CD becomes black because of I assume all of his venom that he is spitting. Yeah, the symbiote. It's well, it's, it's the venom that venom. he is spitting. You see, that turns the track black. A person oh. of color finds this CD by a white rapper and listens to it and becomes possessed white by man. the parasite that is Eminem. And I don't think he thought through all the implications. Of this. I, I don't think he actually listened to the CD though. Cause the kid was rocking. I like an iPod. So I think he just put the CD in his, on his person. And then that well, he starts listening to it and like, yeah, this is pretty good. So I think right. maybe they didn't do all of the uh, world building that right. you would expect from this video. I know just I even in 2018, I, I'd say even like 2010, if I found a CD on the street, I don't know if I have anything to play it with. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking funny. of dated things, he does call someone retarded in this in this song. In he's still doing that now. We can't yeah, call out Eminem. For, he I would feel love like someone it. should have explained to him that we don't say that anymore. In fact, we we'll probably sure, beep that. I'm sure he was like, "I already did, did the gay thing. Now I got to do this too. You're going to take all my lyrics away." <laughs> it rhymes with so much garden. <laughs> uh, that's it, but I use it That's a lot. It. I talk and about even gardens then a lot. Stretch. Yeah, go, 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 go. Garden. <laughs> anyway, in the video, the parasite then starts jumping to a bunch of other people. It uh, infects a little kid, gives it to his mom, and it fe- infects a very old white man. So there's you get the classic gag of an old white guy rapping. What? What? And then, of course, it infects a chihuahua, uh-huh. and he raps. I mean, we've got every comedic sensibility of 1990s commercials on display. <laughs> I, like like, I think he, he accidentally wrote Big Mama's House 3. Yeah. I think he also, it's like following the rules of that. Uh, remember that Denzel Washington movie, Fallen? Do you ever watch that? I don't remember it at all. It was like a, a demon possessed people and it could pass through touch. 
Okay. John Goodman. Yeah. Check it out. You should see, you should see Fox. I remember it's a good that. Little, yeah. It's, that was it's, a pretty it's good It's entertaining. Movie. Yeah. It seems to be Fallen Part 2, except the part where the dog then, contact with the dog's pee still has the same power as uh <laughs> Yeah, as the, dog, the dog pisses black symbiote piss, and that possesses like a white woman. Because again, we are just, we learned comedy in 1997. Yeah. From Taco Bell commercials, and yep. <laughs> and here's Yo what Venom. Does, that, does uh, the movie Fallen have a rapping Chihuahua? Yeah, but not the P thing, so it's a misstep. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, at one point, Denzel Denzel's like voice and personality does infect a rapping Chihuahua, <laughs> and he does spread it to a white woman, but not with P. There's a little <laughs> bit of P. Um, there's so yeah, the video's weird. It's uncomfortable when he infects like young black people because then it's and like then oh, are you trying to is this like you're talks about how he's a parasite like yeah <laughs> a parasite infecting black culture are you really yeah. doing this on purpose and then is you get the like... awkward thing where he possesses like a, a, a business suited white guy and then that guy's got to do fresh like have flavor with his hands yeah so that's embarrassing in the opposite direction flavor in parentheses. A little flavor. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what the director for said for that guy. He's like, how do you want me to move? Do you want me to act like, do you Do you want me to act black? I mean, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like those people, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say, I don't think I can say the word. M&M's here. I don't want to like appropriate black culture. I don't want to appropriate M&M who's appropriating, like that's too much. <laughs> that's too many levels. <laughs> so does this, does this hold up? Uh, I think if yeah, this is prime, Ranting about CIA mystic magic. Oh yeah. yeah if you're is, if you're if you're a guy on the corner spitting like this, because it's like basically just spoken blocks. word already. It just doesn't have, just take the beat away, and you're like, this is deep state like mystic warfare. Yeah, you would never max. think this was slam poetry when he says, no. uh, "Volkswagen tailspin bucket matches my pale skin, mayo and went from Hellman's and being rail thin, <laughs> filet fish, scribble jam, rap Olympics '97 freaknik." And oh, to be clear, really Robert didn't just take random words from different parts of the song. That's one <laughs> set is, of bars. Yeah, those are all in a row, arranged yeah. in that order. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely a tinfoil maniac. I think this... the globalists say, that the globalists in the, in the New World Order. <laughs> this, I don't, uh, this, I don't this think the kids ends, are fucking to this. Yeah, this ends the dance. They're, they're you taking yeah. this opportunity to get, like, some, I don't to get some punch. I know how to dance to him mumbling. Like, there's a 90% Here's of Here's what would happen is is some kid would know every word because they carefully weird. memorized it. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be just amazingly embarrassing for everyone. And he'd be headbanging out there in the middle of the Yeah, thing. he'd have no idea yeah. people were making fun of him. Tries he's to the, get jo- he's the Joker in. kid, right? Like, he's the kid that does yeah, like absolutely. Joker makeup whenever he gets the chance. Yeah, 2018, yeah. yeah, he'd still be rocking, like, the Joker shirt. Oh, yeah. The Why So Serious yeah. shirt. Every Halloween. I studied the Blade, that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would listen to a Sufjan Stevens of this. I would, I, would. I would absolutely would. But this would be I, how you get This is the gateway the Stevens song. I need you to look at the the length specifically of the lyrics. There's not a lot of chorus in there, and it's like be eight a, pages a, long. This would be a 40 mm-hmm. minute album yeah, from Sufjan sure. Stevens, and I would listen to it in 2009. I wouldn't listen to it now. I would try to get of laid course. with it in 2009. Sure. <laughs> Venom. Uh, so I did a I did a thing too. I just I was out of curiosity. I always just kind of dip down to the comments for a second, and I just did my best to pull maybe like the most defining comment from each video. And uh, Eminem's 
is the weird kid at the dance wrote this comment. Eminem makes music that isn't just music, but a story. It never gets old because he has the reason to say it. It's not just words piled up to rhyme. What about the dog? (laughs) It's so specifically as words piled up to rhyme. What about the dog? Oh, that was, I I, I fucked that up. The what about the dog was a response to that guy's comment. What about the dog? Where's the the dog dog? in this story? Yeah, and your your reason to say it. Amazing. I brought, for my mainstream, uh, Iron Eagle from Mm. 1986 by... The band King Cobra and fuck yes, that's spelled with a K. Uh, the video has them in boot camp getting chewed out by Lou Gossett Jr., who did not give this video shoot his best effort. Uh, it's <laughs> obviously inspirational. Uh, it's about doing whatever you want, Iron Eagle, and not knowing when to stop Iron Eagle. It's also about never Iron Eagle giving up Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle. <laughs> like, uh, like what is it starts with I can do anything when I choose I got everything but I got nothing to lose uh, let's see what else does he say uh, against all odds I'll come out on top because I never learned the meaning of what meant stop I think it was a song maybe about learning how to take off a bra and then they went in and just added the word Iron Eagle 15 times later there's a uh, bit in there that utterly that. mystified me where he says don't try and bring my soul to the ground my spirit remembers old mountain magic sounds yes This is like my favorite type of music by so much. I never learned the meaning of what meant stop. (laughs) This clip is a full minute long. I couldn't decide what to cut. (laughs) This part though. Just banging my head like a fucking oh, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Never say die. What I like about this chorus, gotta get that guitar solo. Gotta in get the guitar in there. Yeah, I'll let it. I'll let it ride. Okay. Lou Gossett Jr. will not. Hell, you think we are, man? Machines? Exactly what you gotta be if you wanna fly. Sorry. So we're just gonna play the whole. You're weak. I've so got the I was head banging here. Let's just listen to that. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> just... <laughs> I was head banging to the chorus because I felt like the need to do it. But this man, the lead singer of King Cobra, was not head banging during the chorus. He looked like he was he was fucking helping somebody off camera yeah. t- with an American yeah. flag behind him uncomfortably. Like, I'm glad everybody else patriotic. I think he was yeah, supposed he, to be on a treadmill. He or was something? walking. He was lean, lean walking on a treadmill. And it made him look like he was well, just They only filmed him from on the somebody. neck up. And when you from lean the, walk yeah, on a treadmill up. in front of an American flag, it looks like you're fucking, <laughs> while you're singing, never say die. He's having sex with the American spirit in that shot. <laughs> There's one of the guys in the band looks just like Murderface from Death Clock. I think he was fucking that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, is he were, the only one that didn't look like a, a Nazi clone? You are yes, now pregnant, yeah. Uncle Sam. Yeah, <laughs> the one with the handlebar like, mustache crimped uh, Halloween wigs of like lady punk rocker that you'd get at Walgreens. They all had that wig on. Yeah. And then Lou Gossett Jr. makes them like shave their head, but they didn't shave their head. They just like, they got like, nice, like, put they got nice, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, um, they didn't, I don't, I was never in the military, but I'm pretty sure that that mustache isn't regulation. Yeah, it's they, not regulation. They wouldn't have let I it think crawl this would down. Be, 
that far. I think they're Navy pilots in Iron Eagle, right? They're not right. Air Force pilots. Oh, so, yeah, probably. So this would be Navy boot camp where I don't know if they shave your head. But they do uh, give anyway. you a nice business haircut. Top Gun were Navy nice pilots. Yeah, Top stylish. Gun were Navy pilots. And since that's the movie they're ripping off, I just assume they right. were also Navy pilots. Yeah, probably. But um, the, the band was founded by the I, I found some Wikipedia uh, sourcing. So this is maybe not true. But it was founded by Carmen uh, Appis, who toured with Ozzy Osbourne for a bit in the early 80s. But uh, his wife hated him. And so Sharon Osbourne fired him. And of course, thank God for her because it gave us the best movie theme song you'll ever hear on this second sequel to a movie theme song podcast episode 35 years later. So thank you, Sharon Osbourne, for that. Uh, anyway, the video plainly giving. rules. Yeah. And um, I, I don't think they have what it takes at the beginning of the video. But then by the end of the video, of course, Iron Eagle, they have what it takes. Yeah, they earn it. Yeah. There and, are, I think... Uh, the, the correct amount of jets flying across the screen to imply that they are, in fact, King Cobra is flying those jets. It's, I think there were the correct amount that. of jets in this video in general, which was right. to say too many. Too many. Jets. Too many. Uh, I, I noticed that there's five guys in the band and then they take off in four F-16s, which oh, mean they, they left. Mustache one of them is behind. sitting on the other one's lap or two of them have co-pilots. One of them's alone and the other jet is just empty and flying out of control. I don't know that it, how they distributed them in through the right. one of them didn't make it and it's up to you to guess which it washed out yeah right but however they arrange themselves it's clearly iron eagle the winner today that's my case for iron eagle parentheses never say die parentheses for my chicken street corner <laughs> this is totally slam poetry this is this is good slam poetry good Makes me slam believe. poetry this this yeah. draws a crowd if this is like more than just a psycho ranting this is like inspiring people that are too close yeah are the kids imagine Going up to some stranger's face and screaming, never say die, Iron Eagle. Like, Iron Eagle. Soul. Oh, fuck. I wouldn't even have my to life. know what Iron Eagle was. I would just feel it. Like yeah. an Iron Eagle is a symbol that speaks to us all. Yeah. <laughs> With no no bad connotations. Yeah. What's I keep singing it, though. You can't sing it. If you're a psycho and you're slam poet- poeticing this on the streets, you just got to say, never say die. Iron Eagle. Like, you got to just speak it. <laughs> I think this is not going to land at a middle school dance. Yeah. But like, you got a few dudes air guitar out there. Yeah. I think they're alone. Fun air guitars, they're alone. I don't think they're maidenless, as they would say in Elden Ring. Yeah. They'd they're, be maidenless, yeah. fingerless and maidenless. <laughs> no buttholes to put those. <laughs> Only Elden fa- Ring fans will get it, and which it, is everyone. Um, <laughs> which is everyone now. Yes. That's, I think Steven rips this one up. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to send this to him. I want to hear this, it. <laughs> <laughs> this baby's probably the, well, not busy, right? I don't know. So it bombed at the high school dance, but it's, but it, it's as a folk song, it rules. Um, mm-hmm. And it also has a fantastic YouTube comment. The 80s, when it was cool to love your country. Ellipses, <laughs> great times. <laughs> great times. He's not wrong. Loving like America I, I, was a good time. It was, great times. It was, it was a, was a little time. more fun to love America in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so obviously I'm the winner. I mean, there's just no question. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not usually for people declaring themselves the winner of anything, but in this case, <laughs> I, I'll allow it. Yeah. It's spiritually appropriate. It's the spirit of Iron Eagle. You never say die. You don't even know what it is to lose. <laughs> you remember the mountaintop magic of the old man or whatever the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> uh, so Brockway, why don't you start with our, uh, 
what, what do we call it? Deep, deep cut? cuts. Yeah. I don't know how deep a cut this was, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, Doc and Dream Warriors, because I brought uh, the fat boys doing the Freddy rap. You, you've uh, got right. Freddy on lockdown at this point. Yeah, I've got to bring, I think, the, is there one more? God, this song is fucking sweet. You can picture what the logo for this song looks like. Yeah, You can picture exactly what every band member looks like. Yeah. They look like Jem. <laughs> yeah, they look like Jim. Uh, not a, uh, not a gender swap, Jim. No, Jim. just Jim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, full confession, I woke up this morning with this song in my head, straight up. Just that part. It's just great. Unrelated to the alar- the alar- podcast prep. No, you no, know, no. It was it was fully related to that. But that, for some <laughs> reason, this one buried itself in my brain more than mm-hmm. anything else. They're the dream warriors. I'm like, yeah, snooze. Like, it was... Fully taken over my brain. Yeah, that means you, you were a warrior in your dreams. Is what I was that means. dream if you warrior. Had that, in, yeah, you have fucking dominated whatever nightmare child molester is attacking you. I was shredding you in skins in a in a furnace in hell. <laughs> yeah, the video, the video is great. I mean, clearly the song is great. I don't know that there. It's one of those songs where there aren't a lot of lyrics to call out because it's like the same five lyrics over yeah. and over again. But the they video, fucking sell those lyrics though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The video is, uh, it does my favorite thing, which I feel like is lost today, where they recut footage of the movie, mm-hmm. so it looks like they're in the movie. Yeah, I like love the band that. is in the movie. It's it's great, and it should be every song from every soundtrack. If you're it's a fucking, movie, it's a masterclass in that technique because they start the movie the the video by recutting footage of her like making Freddy's house out of popsicle sticks, but it's a fucking docking house. And it's like, I of love course, that like that is so dope. <laughs> I was making, I was making the Dawkin house. You guys know the Dawkin house. Where <laughs> I Dokken had to lives? stop for a second. I was like, wait, was she a Dawkin fan in the movie? And, or am I forgetting? And then it was like, it showed the actual house as it appeared in the movie. It's like, no, it's no, not she was Dawkin trying to house, deal with idiot. her mental illness through crafts. <laughs> yeah. And Dawkin was like, maybe we, Put- maybe for the lore of this, we all live in the same house and she knows about it. And it's called the Dawkin house and they built the house. Yeah, and it's haunted by Dokken, but we're, it's, it's a good haunted. It's haunted by Dokken, and then she yeah. travels into the Dokken house, of course, and that's where the rest of the video is. As she In the, in the, in the endless halls of the Dokken house. <laughs> the maze like the labyrinth, the House of Leaves yeah. style, never-ending house of the of Dokken. So we could safely assume at this point that it's in Robert England's Freddy contract that he has to be involved in every expository song for Nightmare on <laughs> He Street, does, right? right? Like yeah. you're, he's willing to, are you going to say no? If he's I like, I want to do a little bit. I want to do a little bit for this. <laughs> I get the idea. He goes from studio to studio and says, Hey guys, are you doing like a Freddy rap today? <laughs> do you need, Actually, do you need we are. Actual Today's Freddy? your lucky day. Oh, Fuck perfect. It. All right. All right. I got my wardrobe in the car. <laughs> and he doesn't understand why there are really only a few years where that always worked. <laughs> it worked, worked once and that's all it takes. That's all we needed. He, he never stopped after that. But yeah, she tra- she travels through the Dokken house and encountering Dokken, who I think, much like MC Hammer, cast themselves as sort of the villains of this. Right. They, they seem definitely like kind of antagonistic at, at, at first. She is well, the first one. Dokken. Yeah. She looks into the Freddy furnace where he hides all of his pedophilia evidence and the drummer appears manifest there. And that's like the first time we see Doc in it. It's kind of terrifying. They recut like the sandworm scene the where he's time. like burrowing through the walls. And mm-hmm. then out instead, once it comes to the wall, outbursts the guitarist from Dokken. 
and he's just <laughs> fucking shredding. So, I think so. You I have think she's on board at that like point, right? As he like sandworms through the, the walls. <laughs> That's what was shredding. helping. He was sonically shredding the the drywall. I think that wall. yeah, I think that is the turning part where she's like, oh, all right, that's pretty yeah. fucking sweet. Yeah. Fucking sandworm. <laughs> she starts smiling. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I'm on board with this. And then at the end, they all turn the power of rock on Freddy. And, and it is the power of rock and roll that defeats him. And he wakes up, like Zach said, he has to do a skit and everybody, he wakes up mm-hmm. going, oh, what a nightmare. Who were those guys? Dockin. Don Dockin. Dockin. I just hired a contractor to hang a whiteboard in my office and he fucked it up so bad. He put like five extra holes in the drywall. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you fucked that up like the guitarist from Dockin. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. You yeah, know what? Yeah. You, you didn't bad. even have to say it. I know I dock in this job. I dock in the <laughs> shit out of this job. <laughs> That's what we call it. It's what every contractor calls it. I'll be docking my pay after this one. Um, slam poetry um, or CIA Raven? <laughs> Uh, slam poetry, I think. Jamie, leave it in. Leave it all. Leave I'm, all of it in. I'm trying to distract. Why aren't you letting me? <laughs> I, <laughs> let me, let me bathe you, in my mistakes. I think the slam poetry. This uh, this does pretty well. Yeah. I guess because it's it's this, generic enough. This might be CIA mystic warfare territory, though. Yeah, they would be dream warriors. dream warriors. Yeah, maybe tonight you'll be gone, mm-hmm. or right. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has that perfect sweet spot of exposition song where it's like, uh, doesn't quite explain the movie. It's obviously from the film Dream Warriors, but like, he's not saying Freddy's in the house and we've got to run from Freddy. It's like, my eyes are heavy with the unknown. You know, it's like, it's, it's very mystical and poetic rather than, you know, directly about Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I think it lands in the middle. I think it's, I think it's slam poetry by a lunatic. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't trust yeah. it. But you definitely yeah. know he's doing a performance. Like he did the MK Ultra drugs, and this is the slam poetry that's a, a, as a, a result of it. Yeah, I if think... he had no knives on him, you'd you'd be fine standing near him, right? But he would have knives on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he would. You would know. I think uh, Junior High Dance. I actually Ooh. think this has that tempo that in the right era, it has a chance. Yeah, yeah. I think this is like a slow dance. You could you could slither sure. all over somebody. Yeah, okay. there's now, some right. The right yeah. There's like the girl in the leopard print miniskirt mm-hmm. is definitely getting down with the, with the big hair, the hair that you could like throw a pencil through and it would stay. And you know, it's gonna kinda... get caught mm-hmm. in your cross earring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is peak sexiness. Yeah. I'm feeling it. This is probably a good uh, folk song too. Oh yeah, so if John Stevens very could do a, could do probably the best it. one yet. On it's the about the right length. Yeah, yeah, and he would do. He would. He would do a doc and cover that guy. Yeah, and if we're going by the criteria that I just wild carded in here, YouTube comments. This one's probably one of the better ones. Uh, here it is. For those that don't know, Don Dockin has an absolutely hilarious story about filming this video that involves Robert England dressed in his makeup for Freddy, cutting up lines of coke with his claws. If that's not the most metal shit in existence, then I don't know what is. That fucking yeah, rules. There's no cool. way that's true, but it rules. <laughs> yeah. that's. I think if I was at a party with uh, Robert England, I would make up that story too. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. Or if I was just at a studio where he came in and said, hey guys, uh, are you doing a Freddy Krueger song? I'm here. Then I would also make up that story. Yeah, you'd be like, we totally did nightmare coke off his murder weapons. Because <laughs> that's what everybody wants him to be, but I feel like he's more of the guy that like like nurses a Fanta all night long. <laughs> like at a party. Yeah. I think that, that's that's his vibe. 
But you're like, man, I wish we partied. I wish he used claws. Michael He's got to stay ready. You never know when someone's going to call him and say, hey, hey, we need you over here in Studio City. We're recording a Freddy Krueger rap. <laughs> to bust a few lines. Can Do you have anything that rhymes with, my name is Freddy and I'm here to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my deep it. cut, I chose King uh, Chat Gushisam. Chukap King Chat, which uh, of course was called Super Cop in America. Uh, the theme song is also called Super Cop, and it's by Devo. I'd never pieced together that it was Devo that did this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and the chorus of the song like, how can you not piece together that it's Devo? And the chorus of the song is Super Cop. Super Cop. I'm a Super Cop. I'm a Super I Cop. I like how it opens and closes with just Super Cop. Mm-hmm. Super Cop. Which they knew. Is, uh, they, they don't chant it like needed? sports fans. They chant it like um, like a group of police wizards that are summoning Super Cop. Right. Like it's kind of menacing. I have in my notes it's something uh, Jean Claude Van Damme would hear right before the mini boss emerges from an abandoned donut shop. Like <laughs> like the crowd is super and Jean Claude's like, oh shit, oh, <laughs> who's Super Cop? <laughs> I have to kick this, this is, guy yeah, this onto is... his own stun stun gun here. Yeah, this is borderline like. Crossing over to Maniac Cop territory. Yeah, it, if it was Maniac Cop, it, I think you could play the same song, every lyric the same. So the uh, it doesn't stick to the movie much. I think they just said, "Hey, we want you to do a song called Super Cop. You have seven minutes. Write it." It's uh, does, I don't think they, it's Jackie Chan. It's Super yeah, Cop. It's, Go. Okay, I think I know who that guy is, and I think I know what kind of martial arts he does. Uh, the song's about an unkillable policeman warrior throwing himself uh, dick first into his enemies and annihilating them with karate. Uh, I think the whole thing has about 70% too many syllables and uh, uh, what's his name? Mark's, Mark Mothersbaugh. Uh, he always seems out of breath and like a few words behind. Uh, anyway, I have a clip. Let me let me play the super cop clip. There's, the, there's uh, police sirens in the background oh, too. Oh, so you've been fading so this perfect. clip in. Yeah. My body's a machine made to synchronize Every time the call to action makes me I love it. Now there's love a it. lyric. I in start this song. to pulverize. <laughs> there's a lyric in the song where he says, "They lock me in a rocket made of flesh oh, and bone." Yeah. I'll yeah. meet you in the war zone with my fists of stone. And fucking that's sweet. fucking badass. That's my only note for this whole movie. <laughs> I don't think that's about Jackie Chan because he will fight you with a fish. I think I think that's that's, that's like a Van Damme, it's like a Bruce Lee. There's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of martial arts star where that's like they they wait their whole lives for somebody to say this about them. That's all they want. But Jackie Chan is like whipping out fucking tennis balls or something. Yeah, over he's like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I mean, if that's you, 90% of his fights are him running away while asking not to fight while he like strangles somebody. If you with introduced Jackie Chan as a, a man trapped in a rocket made of flesh and bone, he would just blush so hard. He would, <laughs> yeah. he would like adorable. do that coy, like over his shoulder, like cheek pinch. You know, yeah. it's, he would cover, ring a little tea bell. Dingy, dingy, dingy. <laughs> cover his mouth with both hands. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, the, the flesh and bone rocket himself. In the f- He'll meet you in the war zone with his fists of stone. <laughs> he will begin to pulverize. Uh, Super cop. There's another line there that's kind of weird where he says, um, they say if you're a punk, he'll aim straight for your belt. Yeah, what was which that? Which is really weird. <laughs> and that? they rhymed it with butt. 
So I don't think there's a big rewrite process on this. I think it was very much like the Eminem Venom rap where it's just like, okay, fucking let's freestyle it. And there's no, there's no fail condition when someone says, please write us a super cop song four years after the Hong Kong release. It's uh, so anyway, uh, there's another one that says what he sees just makes him want to cry. I'm a cop now, a super cop now. He works alone because if he don't, he'll die. He'll die. <laughs> <laughs> so the song is insane, uh, and it's perfect. And it's another clear winner for me. Yeah, there's so another. There's another know. line where he Against- goes. He goes out to find a girl, and it's just I'm a super cop now. He goes out to find a girl. I'm a cop yeah. now. Street profit and CIA warfare. Yeah, I think this is this is going CIA magic. It's going warfare. CIA, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, like he's so out here prophesizing about the. The super rumored super cop that's yeah, being this built is what they in have. the lab. Yeah. And then just that's really fits because at some point you're like, I'm the super cop now. It's definitely like the turn a maniac would take where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was the one out. built in a lab. I, I was put in a rocket of flesh and bone. I saw him revise <laughs> revise the manifesto in his head just now and it's going to take a turn. Give me your belt. Give me your belt, punk. High school dance. This... This ends the night. I this is not, like, yeah. this is not like a high point. Maybe yeah, in, a, a in some point. scenario, maybe you could thrust specifically to the chant. Like but it's like a slow cup. thrust. It's super, super back and then cop forward. It's like super yes. cop. It's not a, a wait. An no, I can do that. Thrust. I can yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, try it. Give it a, give it a shot right now. Just super cop. But super. I mean, the rest yeah. of the song, you're doing a sarcastic robot. Yeah, like can't. it's right. fucking insufferable. You can't. Kills the dance. Yeah. You Clears got maybe you got maybe the Devo kids out there doing the sarcastic robots, but then you yeah. know, they wouldn't be at the dance probably to begin I'm with. I'm just saying no, like, get the home. limbo stick out like yeah. it's fucking over. <laughs> uh Jim Stevens, song? I th- Do you see it? I don't know if I see it. I think it would take too long to finish. I think you got the yeah. M M&M problem where the the sheer number of lyrics, he's gonna be there all day. Also Especially without to, that yeah. chant, like Without very specifically that chant, just him singing Super Cop over and over again for like Super 12 Cop. minutes. He'd have to really change it. Mm-hmm. Super Cop, Super Cop. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, hate it. <laughs> okay, maybe I didn't win that one. The, uh, no. but the, the, Zach? The uh, YouTube comment is great. It's, uh, this might be the worst song ever written <laughs> with the follow-up, then why are you here? <laughs> 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 yeah, but All you right. heard it. You heard it. Yeah, it's point. in your brain. I uh, yeah, I brought. What did he expect? He went to the fucking official YouTube video. What, you know, what was he super searching cop? for? Uh, yeah. And if not just super cop soundtrack, yeah. There's no way to get there on accident. The algorithm's not going to put that in front of you in any scenario. So I brought '80s classic thrashing. Um, I, you guys did rad recently, which was pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. This is in that zone and of exploitative, you know, extreme sports cinema. Which one? Do we know which one came first? I didn't look it up. Uh, I would guess maybe thrashing. It feels pretty old. We could probably look it up real quick, but I'm just going to say thrashing. Rad was like 1986, I think. Mm-hmm. Rad feels like. It was ripping off a formula that was successful right. somewhere else. Right. Thrashing was 1986, too. Oh, okay. It's probably the same production team. Fucking they just rival. went out back to back. Warfare. Mm-hmm. Are we doing the skateboard one today or the bike one? I fucking can't keep it straight. Uh, uh, um, 
So Thrash it does have the honor though of having a fucking major celebrity attached to it. It's Josh Brolin uh, is yeah. the star. Uh, his the most uh, superhero man uh, ever, maybe of all time. Yeah, who's been in the most comic book movies? I think maybe. Can you name them all? Well, there was Thrashin. Well, that was dead. my favorite. Thrashin. Thrashin. Yeah, Deadpool, he was Thanos, John Thrash. and fuck. Is there one more? There's several more. There's Cable and jo- Thanos. That's all I know. Jonah Hex. Oh, Sin Jonah City. Hex. If you want to catch Jonah Hex. Old Boy was a comic book, too. <laughs> oh, right. I am a nerd. I yeah, am a nerd. I, that's not even... Pre- I don't have that in my notes. That's just, that's like just in my brain. That's just ready to go. Quick fire. Um, well, I, was, I think Karen Chu asked me that on Twitter, like, I don't know, six months ago. And so I was Name like, all of... That's, yeah, Josh Brolin's comic book over movies. Twitter, so you can look it up. I don't, she, she, it's. I live a weird life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, playing Elden Ring and thinking about Josh Brolin, <laughs> thinking about Jonah Hex, thinking about Jonah, hit film Jonah Hex. <laughs> Man, this section is just like whatever happened in Jonah Hex. I did not see it. Didn't know. I don't know anybody who saw. Did you see it, Sean? Did you actually watch Jonah Hex? Did you I do probably watch seven or eight minutes of Jonah All Hex? Right. That's the most like, minutes. Okay, Jonah Hex not for me. <laughs> I, I, I've read the comic a little. I, okay. I, I, I like a nice Western comic. I, I dabble in some Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Thrashin is the opposite of a Western. It's a California dreaming skateboard good time. There's no stakes in this movie. Um, there's no character arcs. You wouldn't. Know I guess that the by villain. The song. I guess the villain has probably the best arc, uh, who is Robert Rustler from Weird Science, um, Robert Downey Jr.'s fellow bully. Yeah. He's in charge of a game called the, a gang called the Daggers, and they uh, settle their grievances with nunchucks with boxing gloves attached on one end of them. It's fucking Well, that's sweet. nice of them. Yeah, it's the, uh, the raddest shit of all time. It makes it three times deadlier. <laughs> you could really deliver a solid hit with a... Fucking spinning boxing. Glove. So you don't break your nunchucks on every blow. I think a Ninja Turtle actually came with, like, there was a line of toys where they were like, "This one's the the Caribbean one," but I'm sure there was one that had a boxing glove at the end of his his shit. Uh, anyway, For the sure. song, I thought it was, you know, I I made this one of my picks right after Meatloaf died. I'm like, well, Meatloaf had some pretty stupid songs for a mm-hmm. for a man who died for stupid reasons. So let's go with Thrashin and. Uh, he, so this song doesn't exist in its entirety anywhere. There's no thrashing soundtrack. There's no, this song didn't come out on a meatloaf CD at any time. So the video that I, I linked you guys to it is somebody took the first part of the song from the opening and then glued it to the end uh, from the <laughs> end credits where the last half of it was. But the lyrics are pretty, I guess my favorite part of the lyrics is when he keeps saying there's nothing else left to say. And then he <clears throat> proceeds to say, Yes. Many other things about thrashing. Meatloaf. Yeah. Meatloaf will start a song just in the middle of a song 11 different times. Yeah. I think he's ad-libbing too. I think we just went with an all ad-libbing. Yeah. <laughs> like all-star masterclass here. Yes. No, no, they didn't even tell him what this was about. Like he didn't really know that this, this was about skateboarding. He certainly didn't yeah. know the vibe of the movie because the, the song is just about him becoming like a fucking supernova in the sky and exploding out of his boundaries. Yeah. And it's, it's like meatloaf cut over, shit. Cut over footage of Josh Brolin, like just kind of goofing, just, just yeah. like street goofing, skating street around, goofing. saying hi to folks. Yeah. Well, meatloaf is like, yeah, he's a supernova in the sky. He does kind of come alive, though. Yeah. This it's it's a weird movie. Josh Brolin starts out the movie with everything he needs to 
to win. Girls love him at a glance. I mean, obviously he's Josh Brolin in like a ripped teenager's body. Um, he's got all the skate skills. He doesn't improve at any point. He, at any, if anything, he just proves time and time again that he doesn't need even his whole body to win these skate competitions. So um, I guess he is sort of a supernova of, of the, the West coast uh, skate competitions. But other than that, I don't, I don't think this song is. I don't think he was thrashing in overdrive, like a fire brigade. I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe. He also doesn't go to Frisco Bay. Seems like a a cool guy. Yeah. Frisco Bay. That's what they call it. Frisco. Yeah, that's, what, you, that's, that's what the locals all, call that's it. That's the local yeah, Friskin the term. They also Frisk. call them. They call themselves Friskins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know that. Downtown oh, Frisco. Sure. Yeah, everybody says it. Yeah, and then you, and then you're just supposed to blurt out where you have like a fuck buddy. Oh, and it, I have a woman I in East one. LA. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. It's, I, it. Sure. That's Thanks, his, Meatloaf. Uh, that's his exotic booty call. <laughs> yeah. There's. You uh, gotta get those women in East LA. <laughs> There's a They're part a special type of lady. There's a part in this movie that's uh, it's pretty hilarious. Have you guys seen this movie at any time Not recently? Since I was a tiny child. Not since I was probably a teenager. It's worth checking out. It's it's definitely a good dose. Of yeah, nostalgia. I'm gonna watch it now. Meatloaf convinced me. I think mm-hmm. he's. I think it's on Prime right now. It's now's the time. Sweet. Um, he's on a date with this woman. This is his dream girl. They meet each other wordlessly um, at a skate demonstration. They just run off together and go on a date that has zero dialogue. It's just more music. They're having a great time, smiling and laughing. He's teaching her skateboard tricks. And then they go on another date where there is no music. They actually talk. And the only thing they talk about, they sit down, he takes a big sign. He goes, so if I get sponsored, this is my design. You want to see this design I've been working on? Let me tell you about my design. And then he's like, fuck it. Let's go back to my place. I'll show, I drew it. I'll show you my design. (laughs) It's the worst fucking date that any woman could ever like imagine finding herself on. A dude that won't shut up like about a his big, rad skateboard design. Like, like a sexy meathead, I think a good excuse to go back and fuck is probably a good thing to offer your date. You're like, oh, we could sit here and I could try to talk or we could just like bang one out. <laughs> yeah. I've got a design I could show you in my apartment. I don't I think I don't think any woman in the 80s was, was really unhappy when Josh Brolin was like, let's cut the whole dinner part short and just go back to my place. I think they may have been unhappy though, when they go back and he actually does bust out the drawing oh, of the yeah. woman yeah. and the, and the black widow. She's like, Oh, you meant the drawing you, you, thing. Okay. You really meant drawing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not much of an art critic. I came here to get, <laughs> I came here to get plowed deep. by a fucking champion. Yeah. <laughs> by a supernova. I came here for some thrashing. I came here for thrashing <laughs> overdrive. Do, totally you know, do you know what thrashing and overdrive means? I'm worried you you don't. I think because <laughs> Meatloaf and I agree, it's about plowing. So let's get on the same page. Now, here. I actually pulled a YouTube comment from this one. I would like I would like oh, you, you did. to. Is it is it yours? I'll just I'll just say mine. <laughs> it could be. Let's hear uh, it. Best movie ever, still thrashing, soon 30 years after. A classic and never die, eight exclamation points. <laughs> nice. Was that what you pulled? No, I pulled uh, Meatloaf is a Legend. This is his best song, and it isn't even on iTunes, lol. <laughs> still thrashing, 30 years after. Classic, I wish that never was, die. I wish, I, God damn it. I've, now I wish I had planted a, a comment of my own on like a burner account. 
You got to play that next level chess. That's Star Trek yeah. chess. I'm Actually, only 2D right now. I really like Meatloaf. I have this funny Meatloaf memory. I was watching um, an NBA game and he came on for a halftime show and just full Meatloaf. Like he sang 35 songs in 40 seconds and he's just dripping sweat. And it cuts back to uh, Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley who are openly laughing. <laughs> like, what the fuck was this mystery meat? They just, they did not get Meatloaf at all. And it cracked me up. Gonna be a like, very I think Meatloaf kind of might folk. be a really white thing. Yeah. Okay, so what is yeah. this bullshit? Get out <laughs> Openly mocking like this music legend. That's all right, let's run it through the uh, criteria because I think thrashing the criteria. This is a fantastic slam poem. Oh hell yeah, yes. you're winning that Absolutely. one. This is slam poetry, like by definition. I, I think, think this works really better as slam poetry. Yeah, I think it's absolutely. a weird, weirdly awkward song. I yeah, if you do those weird beat poet like those those pauses and and dramatic. Oh, you know what it is? You'd be yeah. stomping a lot. You're stomping. Yeah, this yeah. is this is stomping. Yeah. This song would have been about two years old at a junior high dance for me. So uh, yeah. I might have actually danced to it. I don't know. It may have Well, probably not because it's not on any actual CD. You can't get it anywhere. Yeah. You'd have a yeah, real. I sure wish I did. I could have gotten <laughs> laid for sure. <laughs> Folk yeah, song. I don't know if I'm, at, I'm, the right, at, the, at the whitest dance. At like a, yeah. like a cattle town. You're definitely. <laughs> yeah. You're I grew definitely up in the animals. whitest town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in a meatloaf town for sure. Okay. Yeah, then this this slayed at the junior high. We dance. did uh, Bon Jovi, if I recall, is seventy to eighty percent Bon Jovi songs at my middle school dances. Oh, mm. so you needed meatloaf to like break it up, really get yeah. really get the juices flowing, the <laughs> right. juicy juicy meatloaf. You needed meatloaf for like diversity. Yeah, well, we had MC Hammer. Oh so right, <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little digital underground just for uh, to get real wild. That's, that's not impossible. Yeah, yeah, probably some of that. And you know, I think it's a good Sufjan Stevens song too. Yeah, I didn't know if I, I don't yeah. think I was qualified to say on this one. I, I, I'm still wrestling with the whole folk guy. I don't think thing, it's the so. best one. Like, it's, right? It's again, it's just weird and awkward. But he puts it in like towards the end. Yeah, takes you out. This did all right across all three of the of the standards right. here. Yeah, I'm gonna say Dawkins wins. <laughs> Well, that, the precedent is if you declare yourself the winner, you win. You just so, can't, uh, right? You're right. Yeah. You t- it's funny you should say that because you absolutely won. Yeah. Doc and rules. <laughs> I think just by by the fact that I woke up this morning, like, yeah, I got singing Doc in my like, head. Like, if you tried to vote yeah. against it, I was ready to bring that up. Like, you fucked up. <laughs> you mean the song that you actually dreamed to while yeah. you were a warrior? The song I that planted song? in your head that saved your <laughs> life in your dreams? You from interdimensional nightmare demons? <laughs> All right, we're going wild cards now, right? We're moving right Let's through this. This might be our most efficient uh, expository music podcast yet. Well, we're well trained in it. This is our yeah. third one. Do you want to uh, start us off, Zach? Yeah, I could go. I could go in yeah. on this one. I brought Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm. I got uh, a good friend in that movie. Oh yeah, Which, who's your friend? Is it Chris Titus? Uh, no, he's a stuntman. I mean, he's oh. one of the clowns. But oh hell yeah, That's which clown? Better. Do you know which clown? I don't know which clown. Slappy. Can... I don't, I don't know him by Swoopy, name, but I Randy? know him by bits. <laughs> yeah, the bits. Uh, there's like the, the 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 puppet show one. There's yeah. the pizza delivery one. All the yeah. puppet show one was the best. The flying motors, the invisible motorcycle one. He's the clown that puts his legs on his shoulders and dances on his hands. <laughs> <behind MC Hammer. laughs> With the tiara hair. Yeah. Yeah. He really uh, had to branch out. Yeah. 
This song fucking shreds. I, I, I like this movie a lot. I, I rewatch it very often. Um, and this when that, is one of those movies where if you if you try to explain it to anybody maybe 10 years younger than us that, of course, yeah. hasn't seen it already, they don't believe you. Like, they don't they believe just, you that they it's... Don't. And even if they do believe you that it exists, they don't believe you that it's good or that it's... See, I've never gotten anybody to believe me that it exists. They're like, no. No shit. No. Because no, it's not space. why would How? that... And somebody funded, and it's like... Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it actually seems like it had a pretty good budget. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. What Special if you told them it's the only film that these guys ever made and they were so proud of what they'd done. They felt no reason to ever pursue that was it. filmmaking. I had any killer further. clowns from outer space in my head and I sang, I sang my song with my heart to the world. This is in the world. This is my opus. And, uh, I'm going to sell <laughs> furniture again. I'm just done. <laughs> yeah. Done with show business. Done with the show. Um, the song opens up with that killer ass, like uh, guitar version of like the wrangling brothers barnum and bailey circus riff you know that um you know the song i can't do it i'll keep trying I, do it i can't do it do it i'm not gonna do it i didn't bring that clip of the circus sounds right right um, i brought this <laughs> <laughs> that's actually from the movie it's from yeah that's a killer clowns trying got, to communicate with the I'm humans a slide whistle expert <laughs> yeah now this song is uh the, so it's got it does some good music video stuff. It's got the actual clowns in makeup in the music video, which I feel like was a big you know probably a big pain in the ass to pull off, but they did it. Um, Huge get. Those guys were really busy. They were busy. They were all <laughs> <laughs> they were doing whatever your friend was doing after that. Did you get the clowns? We got the clowns. He, we got the fucking clowns. He works at a zoo, like a animal preserve. Okay, so he was probably doing zoo shit, and the you know, yeah, he's probably fighting an eagle. The Dickies were like, "Listen, we're making a Killer Clowns video. Will you will you don the the suit again? Will you put on the polka dots one more time?" These guys, they could do, do it, it all. They got they got like superhuman strength. They punch a fucking man's head off, you know, with one with one blow. They could turn balloon animals into living creatures. Um, they got their shadow puppets powers. can become monsters, but at one point in the movie, one of them gets arrested. And so, of course, that's what the whole music video is about. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we have an old jail. Yeah. So it's about that now. Do you, I, jail. you have an old jail. I got one question. Do you have a, a lady cop that is in short shorts that we can put in that jail? Uh, what year is sir, this? What year is it? 1990s? Of course. I'll, I'll even throw in a tatteredly dressed hot prisoner to go along with it. They're actually a pair. Uh, They do not work separately. (laughs) In the Raquel Welch, you know, uh, caveman outfit. Yeah. So yeah, this whole video is uh, the clowns are on trial. I guess their, their due process is afforded to them, even though they are from another planet and, and they murder people with, uh, with circus paraphernalia. I thought the band was on trial by the clowns. There was a role reversal that you missed halfway okay. through. So the, it's confusing because the band starts out in jail. Yeah, the plot isn't super tight in this it's music not, video yeah. for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They lose it pretty fast, yeah. It's starting with their outfits. The lead singer's got like a, a Ringling Brothers like ringleader thing going on. Another guy, the drummer thinks he's in a Devo video. One guy's Amish. One guy's like Amish. Just straight up Amish. <laughs> yeah. So like, He was just disappointing his people and, and insulting their culture. This is one of those on things where- guitar. 
you have no excuse for this because even if they didn't tell you anything about what the movie's about, they told you the title. So like that's true. The ringmaster guy is <laughs> He's like, up. guys, like, what, I'm the what only one that fucking showed up in circus shit. What are you guys doing? You're it's making awesome. me look like an asshole. Like at most, I expected maybe maybe a confused guy in an astronaut costume, and I would have been right. like, we could work with that. Something silly, you know. One guy's just straight up Dio. I think it might just be Dio. <laughs> but you're fucking Amish. Where did you get Amish from, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Tell me what Amish. What is Amish? He's like, this? I had the beard, and before I knew it, somebody put this hat on me. They just said, like, you know, <laughs> that's how you want to live now. That's you. Um, this movie also has another weird science person. It's got Suzanne Snyder, the blonde girl from, uh, she was like one of the cute girls they were trying to win over. Anthony Michael Hall's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's the only person in this film that went on to do something else. And it was weird science. You just picked all weird science people. I picked weird science people. Yeah, yeah. I I, I followed through with the I theme. see your game. I fucking delivered. Yeah. You thought we were <laughs> I'm sure all there's somebody so overcome with fondness for weird science. We just yeah. Realized, I feel man. like if you dive deep enough into Adam's family, you will find Danny Elfman or somebody. Like there's a weird science connection in there somewhere. As cousin, that's cousin it. Cousin it. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knows. If if so, you're saying people don't believe you that this movie exists. Now, so we'll use this opportunity to get people to go watch this movie because it's. It's required viewing. Oh, right. We should uh, probably tell them what it's about. Uh, it's about killer yeah. clowns from outer space. It's about killer clowns from outer space. Mm. You know all that cool shit we do at the circus? You know, we eat popcorn. We we uh, we eat cotton candy. That's Murder. all. We appropriated all of that from aliens who have been visiting our planet for hundreds of years to eat to drink our blood after they shroud us in cotton candy. That's where clowns came from, uh, inspired by an ancient alien race. Yeah. Do you know the plot of Aliens versus Predator? It's the same plot, Clown. except it's clowns <laughs> instead of predators. <laughs> <laughs> the, cl- the clowns were a warning, and we should have heeded. <laughs> yeah. Brightly colored polka dot. No matter tents, who wins, we lose. Those are spaceships. So that, I think that, just because of the nature of the plot and what the song is about, this there goes was- full into mystic CIA warrior oh, yeah. Yeah. conspiracy theory territory. Oh, yeah. This is good street poetry. Yeah. I get. I would say more CIA maniac. Just more CIA maniac. Yeah, I mean, you would. The be, killer clowns are coming. Like that's a, a genuine warning about the killer clowns that seems to get increasingly desperate. There's a lyric where he says, "See a rubber nose on a painted face, bringing genocide to the human race." To the human race. Yeah, that's that's You're, a maniac with like. <laughs> that's a maniac wearing pants wrong and just making a scene. There's there's a knife on him somewhere. You just haven't seen it yet, but you know it's there. Yeah, uh, it's Junior High in him from fights he lost earlier. <laughs> yeah. I think if this song power. came on at a junior high dance, anyone excited about it uh, is a source of danger. They I get think expelled just, immediately. Yeah, this yeah. is like what changes their mind before they this open is, the trench coat. They're like, this oh, is maybe the kid with the uh, the kid right. with the Fangoria subscription, who's not a bad kid, but he's just you don't bring him to the dance. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> Mom made him go to the dance with his yeah. brother. <laughs> he's the kids from uh summer school the, this the, is the chain, only fun chainsaw and uh, dave yeah chainsaw and dave that's that's who gets down to this i think that's, that movie's so good speaking of good movies dude, fuck summer, summer school. school another one With mark Harmon and rewatch central like I'll, I'll put that on any day yeah um that was one of my go-to vhs's when i was a kid yeah wore that bitch out i think as a folk song this probably does pretty well I think it's, it's just douchey enough. He rhymes. Song? I think so. But he, the he, irony is real high. 
It's real high. high. He yeah. and he also rhymes the word jacaranda. And I think that's, that's just douchey enough. Yeah, yeah I think Steven's that's move. he loves it for that. He would, he would include this just because he's so happy somebody else <laughs> included the word jacaranda in jacaranda, a song. Yeah. It's like, oh I do that too. Every song I do that. Ah, it, you mean the non-indigenous flower that is invaded South Africa? Yes, I love that flower. It's beautiful. I had to look it up because I had no fucking clue what a jacaranda was. I was like, what is this lyric? A stalk of jacaranda. That's a. Uh, it was almost like, you know, like dickheads that try to use the word of the day, but it's a word that no one should ever like. There's, there's no, there's a reason why it's not used every day. It would stop a conversation. He's like, oh, like a jacaranda. It'd be like, look at you, motherfucker, what? what? J- <laughs> Suck my stock of jacaranda. Yeah. I don't know what you just said, but, it but is I'm pretty sure I'm mad. It is <laughs> offensive to my people. Well, I'm going to go next. And I'll let mm-hmm. Brockway finish us up. Yeah. I'm doing mine about the 1958 movie called The Blob, which was an early Steve McQueen movie. It's about a blob. Uh, it's a movie where 13 people die on screen. Uh, about a mindless horror, uh, like space animal terror given form. And so they hired Burt Bacharach to, to compose a, a bouncy and adorable theme song. It's so good. So it's, it's either so sarcastic cute. or someone did a terrible job explaining the blob to Burt Bacharach. And I'd argue there's no movie, maybe no thing easier to explain than the blob. Uh, I have a clip of the song. <laughs> Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. I get does every Complete song with from playful that mouth pops. Yeah, does every song from that era have to have the lollipop thing? That's it's definitely kind of have a look. Just pulling out a single anal bead. <laughs> this is a movie about people getting dissolved in killer like gelatin. <laughs> yeah. 13 people die in that movie. Yeah. This uh, uh, this has one of the most entertaining YouTube comments that I found. It's just a person coming up with a fake scenario. Confirmed outbreak of level five biohazard aboard the station. All personnel <laughs> must contain the outbreak. Cue music. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's something like a three-year-old Sunday school student would call soft ass shit. <laughs> I'm not can into you soft guys name shit. <laughs> you, already, you already know. With the rocket I was going to see if you can name the movie. <laughs> oh, dude, I watched it the other day. Are you fun? Who do you think I am? <laughs> I say it because it's you. I say it's you. You're the rocket man. You're the rocket man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Just stand in front of the rocket for several <laughs> stand more minutes. Stand right there. I'll carefully explain what I'm talking about. That's it. Just a little bit more. Stand in front of the rocket full of bioweapon. A guy, okay. a guy brandishing a knife threateningly who still has time to say, to to shit on, was it a... Uh, that's Rocket Man, Elton John. Yeah, Rocket Man, to shit on Elton John. <laughs> I don't <laughs> listen to soft ass shit. <laughs> I love Tony Todd. He's a legend. Anyway. Take pleasure in cutting you, boy. <laughs> boy. Uh, so to record this song, they formed a band of five studio musicians and called them the Five Blobs. Oh. This one, of course, they this, did cute, this one two and a half minute direction. performance, <laughs> <laughs> and it got to number thirty three on the top one hundred charts, which is a pretty good hit. That's like a twisted by Keith it was Sweat. a bop. What, it was bop. Was, uh, what was thirty two that year? Do you have the list? Oh, let me let me look it up. Uh, the goo twisted by the five <laughs> <laughs> the goo. Uh, <laughs> music. 
Uh, here we go. It's, such a i just never think of like expository theme songs for movies at least as predating like uh 70s maybe yeah it's hilarious to me when you remind me that like oh right like every sitcom had a complete expository theme song why on earth wouldn't their movies too with the 30 number 32 this is for the year Mm -hmm. uh was the book of love which is uh, oh shit that's a famous song stands up yeah it was up against some some hitters. So that means somebody's in that year. Somebody's favorite song was "The Book of Love," and their second favorite was "The Blob" by the The Blob. Boys. Yeah. Well, I imagine it was just like for that week. So the Book of Love probably maintained longer than that was right. probably a number one hit for. It could have been a number ten hit. I don't know. But, but at some point I'm in saying, history, somebody was like, "Oh fuck yeah, it's the Blob song," and turn it up. Yeah, this was a that that's a a placeholder that means somebody pulled out the record at a party and was like, guys, get ready to dance. I like got this new hit ready. record. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody start twisting. Maybe you won't get it, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> your kids are going to love it. So I don't know what happened, uh, but I think we can all agree. What a great win for the blob, Burt Bacharach and the internet's me. <laughs> uh, unless unless Brockway pulls hold on, something criteria. incredible. Criteria. <laughs> is it CIA maniac or is it slam poetry? Uh, I think it's probably just by default CIA maniac. This is a is the blob alien or that seems like a like it's biotech or something. Right, right. It's his, his mm-hmm. crazy word for biotech. Some umbrella corp shit. Uh, I don't know if you can get out of the nursery rhyme rhythm of it. It's just going to sound like someone doing a nursery rhyme of like an escaped bioweapon. Well, let, which is which, which is lunatic territory. Triple the mania. Yeah. If it just came out in a junior high dance, I honestly think this in is... In this era? Yeah, this probably killed at that era. But I think if you put it on today, you're going to get like a lot of like sarcastic Will Forte type dancing. Right. And I think people are going to have a good time. I think yeah. this gets the party pretty fun. And I think it also got those chaperones off the floor. The, the, I, yeah. I bet there was a dance called The Blob that the kids specifically made up and just yep. made it real lewd. And maybe well, the yeah. chaperones are old enough to remember when the blob was number 33 in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, no, them no. The dance. Chaperones yeah, we, are the teachers problem. Are dancing. I banged this song and no one else was going to bang to this song on my watch. Like this, <laughs> I know what happens when you put the blob on. And it's only two and a half minutes. It's the perfect length to bang to. Fucking fuck yeah, Sufjan Stevens covers this. I, yeah. I think he actually has covered this. <laughs> <laughs> he loves those little pops. Those little mouth pops. Yeah, he does them. I can't even do that. The finger out of the corner of your mouth thing. It just I, I don't have the I don't have the right. You can't put a finger in your mouth and pop your. I can't. Yeah, I don't have the right the the dick sucking power. Oh, yeah, I don't do have it. the. Sounds oh, like man, somebody I'll, does. I don't though. have the volume for it. Yeah. I'll tear a few layers off that dick. <laughs> Peel <the> grape. <laughs> Jamie, leave that one in. Yeah. <laughs> put reverb on that one. Put a new tier on the Patreon page. <laughs> Think about that at night. <laughs> All right. Well, I brought uh, Man with Bogart's Face by Armando mm-hmm. Compion. And uh, this, you'll never believe it. It was about a movie called The Man with Bogart's Face. <laughs> you just let me know when you want me to hit that sample. I want you to hit it right off because we got to talk say go, about it. Yeah, hit it. Yeah. Uh, Come on. See the man with I see him. Face. I see him. He's the one who will take your mm-hmm. He's a special. It's like Dark Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's so fucking good. This is. I, uh, 
there's almost no feels way like anyone's it. beating it. Like when you sent this over, I was like, it's like someone went back in time and wrote a song just so you'd win this dumb. <laughs> just so I could win specifically yeah. the wild card category. <laughs> wild card category <laughs> about yeah. a song specifically about a man that has Bogart's face and becomes a private detective. Let me walk you through the plot of the movie really God, quick. Uh, you would assume that they they found a guy who looks a lot like Humphrey Bogart and does, I would say, a C-plus impression of Humphrey Bogart. Mm-hmm. And so they fell in love with this guy so much they wanted to give him a movie. And so you're like, oh, okay, you could make like a new Bogart movie, right? Or you could put like a little, like a little Bruce element of comedy to it. That's not what they did. Uh, the plot to the movie is that a man gets plastic surgery to look like Humphrey Bogart and then figures the only thing he can do is become a private eye, even though he has no qualifications, and change his name to Sam Marlowe. And this is his first day. That's the plot yeah, to this movie. It's so deeply insane. It's completely I do have insane. a question. Um, did they make this movie... Uh, based off did they find this guy and say we got to make a movie where you pretend to be Humphrey Bogart yes or did or did they, okay yes they didn't they didn't write this movie and then say god we got to find a guy that looks like no him. it's like uh, being Robert John Malkovich was, was a Humphrey Bogart impersonator I assume just working in LA and had some sort of right connection that's like we got to make a movie about it and yeah. then they just went crazy where like you will have to get maiming plastic surgery to look like him wait what no we just make like a Humphrey Bogart movie <laughs> And, uh, you guys are uh, familiar with Robert Bronzy, right? No. no. Who is this? He's a this Hungarian dude who looks exactly like Charles Bronson. Oh, right. guy, I've heard of him. Yeah. So some guy found him. And it's like, fuck it. We're just going to make Charles Bronson movies with this guy. <laughs> and, uh, and they, they did. <laughs> and then they did that. Why didn't they do that here? Why does he have to have <laughs> right. plastic surgery? Have so many Why does he have Humphrey to have Bogart movies? the mental disability that causes him to become obsessed with plastic surgery? <laughs> Like- I do think that uh, this directly inspired the, the Joker's transformation in the uh, Jack Nicholson version. It's like the same scene, with just different lighting. It's the yeah. same scene with a completely different take. Like instead of being unhappy, he goes, "Schwell." Fuck yeah, <laughs> Schwell. And uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to become a private eye, and my rates are uh, put it in the song. My rates are in the song for two hundred and expenses. He will take, take all, all kinds of chances. I'll take all kinds of chances. <laughs> he, uh, the, the craziest part of this entire like setup is that this movie came out in the year 1980. It <laughs> looks like it came out in 1942. It's insane. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Why would this movie come out so late, so much later? Why, right. is, why are we revisiting this in 1980? And then yeah, it, in 1980, Humphrey Bogart was like Looney Tunes references. I didn't understand. Yeah, right. Like 1980 was not your cultural cachet for Humphrey Bogart references. It this, was just such that, a bonkers move in every direction. 1980 though was like we talk about 80s movies, and I, I think we think about like John Hughes and that era. That shit. This mm-hmm. this kind of stuff was coming out though, like right at the beginning of it. There was this, and then there was like another. Um, is, is, I think it's not called Super Cop, but it's a movie like that, where it's like a cop that's essentially invincible, bullets bounce. It's like another madcap comedy that, that like isn't funny. I don't know. The 80s were fucked. 1980 was weird. And it's. Yeah, this, I guess apparently I, I'm, I'm not at all surprised. Time where yeah. 1980 was 1950, which is when this movie should have happened. Yeah, that makes sense. Like this is a 1950 premise. And uh, yeah, this whole thing plays over the opening where a lot of wacky antics happen or like a, an old guy looks over and sees 
Humphrey Bogart driving an old timey car and he goes, what? And he crashes his car and then a cop comes up <laughs> right. and it's like, well, you've been drinking. You think you saw Humphrey Bogart. And then he drives by behind him and he's like, oh, there he's he like is. ruining lives in, in his wake. I'd love meeting this guy and being like, wow, you look a lot like Humphrey Bogart. And then he starts like, yeah, I'll try. I'm like, oh my God, no. you're doing like a whole fucking bit? Oh, yeah. Jesus no. Christ. No, you you can't no. base your life around this. Friend, friend, please. No. You- Is, am I at a party with like celebrity lookalikes? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> that feels like a, I've only been to LA a couple times, but every time I go there, it seems like that's what you do if you don't land the gig. You just go be an impersonator on the street. Yeah. And get known for that. This guy got yeah. a movie. Maybe he's the reason why people keep trying it. That's that's a legitimate avenue. Right. He does he's look story quite a they bit tell. like Humphrey Bogart. So to undertake this venture, he surely had no other dreams. Like your only dream has to be like based off of I look kind of like that guy. Right. Like you don't want to I mean, you don't want to write a killer play if you look exactly like Humphrey Bogart. Right. <laughs> you you want to be the man with Bogart's face. Which again is the title of a real movie and a song, "Man and with Bogart's Face." He's the man with Bogart's face. Have you ever been to a party with celebrity impersonators? Do, do, been, it's no, like I would you're the only one that's not a celebrity impersonator. I've been to like probably two thousand like video game industry parties, and so ah. they just sort of fill them with weird stuff. And yeah. oftentimes there's just regular celebrities, like a reality star or something. But often. They'll just be impersonators, just kind of walking around to kind of bring energy to the party. Otherwise, it's just like little circles of friends fucking mm-hmm. getting tore up. And and so Which it'll be like fine. an Ace Ventura or, you know, an Albert Einstein, whatever the fuck. I don't know. No Humphrey Bogarts that I've ever run into. But it they're really strange because they're they're very engaging, like by the that that's what they're supposed to do. But what do you talk to them about? You're like, oh, hi, I loved you in this movie. But like, what we're pretending you're this fucking guy. Am I supposed to pretend you're really Ace Ventura? Yeah, do you have to ask him like pet case questions, like to yeah. to humor him? Is it What's your job to humor him? Is that like what did you do? Yeah, are you like a Buckingham Palace guard? Am I trying to break you? Am I trying to say <laughs> get you to not talk like Ace Ventura? Is These that are the my personal win? That would utterly paralyze me and cause me to leave the party the very second I saw one. <laughs> like the very second, all of these questions would spin yeah. in my head, and I would be like, yeah. I cannot be in this situation, yeah. and I would <laughs> gotta get out of here. Because you know there'd be a guy for every one of us where we're like we're actually thinking about these questions. There's the guy that's just like, "Hey, it's fucking Ace Ventura. Do the butthole talk. I know you can do it. I seen the movie. That's oh, you." Okay. Oh, oh, I'd like to ask you some questions. He said it. He fucking said it. Go over here. I want to show my wife. <laughs> I, uh, I I haven't been to a party with, but I've worked with you know because of what we do. We've hired some people that can do impersonations and um. We'll have a session much like I had with you guys, you know, or I'll just like feed you lines and ask you to do it again. But there's this weird. Well, we nailed it on the first take. Let's right. Right. Let's let's, it. For example, if you did have to do another take, I would. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, it did Um, not. It did not take a solid hour and it did not hurt my feelings a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely didn't ask you to redo the entire thing and then have to delicately word how to say that it was totally (laughs) clean. One and done. Um, but yeah, when I work with these guys, you'll you'll get that sometimes. They feel like they have to perform, so they'll start doing bits like yeah. with you when you're just trying to have casual conversation and I'm just like, "No, man, we don't need that. Like we're we're just trying to do the lines. Like let's just well, do I'm the lines. from the Batman film." <laughs> 
Well, that was me. So that was just like, we were done after that. I was like, can I stop being Bane now? All right, cool. Let's yeah, no, fucking move I on. I can tell you were telling a story about yourself from the other people's point of view. That wasn't me. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, I don't want to name through, names. Let's get through they, the they criteria work, for this song. Okay. Uh, this is complete CIA maniac. This is warning you about a man with Bogart's face. Oh, yeah. And what he's going to mm-hmm. do. This is an APG. Take your place. That's a weird curveball too to say that he's the man that'll take your place it's like so he can change his face to be other people right he's like a, mine no he's but a body there, snake. There he's a skinwalker but if you resemble bogart at all he will murder you that's true and become you yeah and, he's currently wearing bogart's face we don't know what it's going to be tomorrow and you Could know be what you. this is weirdly fucking funky uh <laughs> it it kind of rules i think in 1980 you would <laughs> At a high school dance, junior high school dance, hormones are running. You would be way too confused to fuck to this. You would be, Uh, everybody would look around like, did he say he's the man with Bogart's face? I kind of know who that is. (laughs) I think, I think, I think junior high school kids. (laughs) (laughs) The whole genre about having various celebrities' body parts. I, I was going to try to meet Love's dick. Hey, Betty Davis eyes. There's one. Betty Davis eyes. There you go. Yeah, we did have, nice this one. was a genre. Yeah. Holy shit. What this a crazy was genre. Whole genre. Celebrity parts. Celebrity parts. I, I starring, have and have stolen. Starring it, Jeff you know? Fahey. Dibs on Hulk Hogan's arms. <laughs> Dibs on Hulk Hogan's hair. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Called it already. Yeah. You lose. Well, there's plenty uh, to go around, my friend. Right, right. Uh, Which Josh part? Yeah. Skateboard for my feet. <laughs> <laughs> and, you doing uh, a Barbarian Twins fashion check now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> barbarian Twins monstrous body abomination. <laughs> I want Barbarian Twins bandana collection. Frankenstein 2022. So this is the reboot. <laughs> and uh, uh, Sufjan Stevens. Stevens. Uh, yeah, sure. This would be a really confusing one. but He would look confused while performing it too. He would be like, I don't know wh- who's making me do this. Like this is... This is a forced performance for sure. I don't know if he could hit the irony. that. But the needed. song itself, I think it's got the beat for it. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, there's no way I don't win this one. Yeah, it's, no, there's no question. <laughs> I mean, I'm even, no feel, question. I'm even putting it to you as a question. I win this it one, almost, right? You should be disqualified maybe just for bringing it because there's no way it's losing. So I was so impressed by it because you fed this to me pretty early on. Like we, I, we, we started talking about this episode a while ago, I was like, here's my picks. And then you were like, here's mine. And I was like, well, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to bother. To I, you gave podcast. me, yeah, you gave me the chance to, to, to do better. And I, I set just, a bar. I set a like, bar you know for you to be. It's their show. I don't want to, you know, I'm happy to be there and play my part. I don't need to just destroy them yeah, by someday, topping. Whatever could top this song would have just ended the show. Someday we're going to have to like take all of the winners from these categories in each podcast mm. and do a super tournament bracket. Right. Where all the winners fight. And I, I still think man with Bogart's face is going to, cause he could take faces. Yeah. So like, would the rules be that like, you can only win by virtue of like what your lyrics are about. Like, does he have face stealing powers and, and, He's the man with well, Bogart's face. Combat aspect. I have super cop. You have super so. cop. Yeah. Super cop just pulverizes everything. What else want today? Docking. Yeah, fucking, no, yeah, Iron Eagle. Dokken is just Dokken. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody won except Zach. Einstein, Hunter, Frankfurt. Einstein, Hunter, Frankfurt. It's a podcast.
Welcome to Hot Dog Warriors Supreme Edition. Choose your fighter. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, Adrian H. With powerful charge specials. Squat Style Adrian, Aiden Moet, Alpha Scientist Javo, Armando Nava, Benjamin Cyronin, Bim Talzer, Brandon Garlock. Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney, Rockway loves the meat belly. This character is unavailable in countries with human decency laws. Cyril, Rev, Chase McPherson, Chris Brower, Curious Glare, Dan B, Dean Costello, the secret fighter, just hit up up, Dean, down down, Costello, Donald Finney, Dr. Awkward, Eric Spalding, Fancy Shark, Jellaho, Hambone, from the Savage Realm, Haraka, blades on his hands and feet and one other part, Hot Fart, Jaber Al Aiden, John Dean, John McCammon, John Minkoff, from North Dakota, Josh S. Not everywhere is the Savage Realm. Ken Paisley. Ken M. Laziest Man on Mars. Matt Cortez. Matt Riley. Mike Styles. Moju, the dance fighter. Feel the rhythm or just mash buttons. Both work. ND. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer. Neopont, Nick Ralston, Nick H, Ozzy Olin, Patrick Herbst, Rhiannon, who crouches in a corner and sweeps, don't hate, Rich Joslin, Timmy Leahy, Toastigad, Tom Sekula, Tommy G, Yosarian, or hold X to select, Dark Yosarian. And Sarkovsky, the unlockable boss fighter. To play as Sarkovsky, you must defeat every other hot dog warrior using the hot dog trombone peripheral. Hot dog trombone not included or for sale anywhere.